0: Aboard. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, the podcast about having a life without definitive expectations, where we ask people to explode into their lives through our concept of full impact mindfulness. There's no admission fee, other than the, the honesty, open mindedness, and willingness to try. If you're welcome nowhere else, have a seat and let the adventure begin. Today, as always, I'm joined by my friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, uh, we seem to live in a world where social media stars, they gain attention by disparaging others.
1: Are we talking about the celebrities or are we talking about the people that think they're stars?
0: We're talking about celebrities and we're talking about people who want to make a name for mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. in the social media world and be noticed.
1: Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes I think to myself, I haven't gotten further in the social media podcasting world because I'm too nice. And yes. But I think there's definitely an audience for that too. I mean, we have several uh, uh, hundred people listening to this podcast. Yeah. So I mean, something is happening.
0: Absolutely. So what happens when you know the person who does it? But I'm more concerned about the person who receives the disparagement. How about it when people make fun of you, Mike, or someone puts you down, uh, makes you question your own self worth? How long does that stick with you?
1: One negative comment lasts more than 100 compliments, right? Um, we've seen this and in, in very, very recently, actually, topical, topical on social media. I can't remember the name of the individual in the public space, but um, I know, I believe it was a she. Um, had had closed down her, her Twitter and somebody who you know was very popular, probably has millions of followers. And I I only think Twitter's functional for a person at that point other than a broadcast. but they were just getting their, their comment was just I'm tired of getting little jabs like that from from no name accounts with two followers. It's not even anybody important that was saying anything to them.
0: Yes, yes. And quite often it may be disparaging humor. Uh, disguised as maybe a tempted conversation, like you uh, attend a family gathering and uh, someone comes up to you and says, wow, I see you're living well. You've put on a few pounds.
1: I remember that happening with somebody I hadn't seen for like a year after I went to college. And then they said something like that. And I'm just like, I'm not talking to him again. And I don't think I have much sense. (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, it sticks with you, you know, all these years, I still remember that moment and just being like, Okay, thanks.
0: <laughs> so there's such a thing as good nature teasing, mm-hmm. okay? But mm-hmm. usually disparagement type of humor and why the reason that I'm talking about this tonight, Mike, is I recently read a uh, interesting article in Psychology Today of uh, April the 3rd of this year and it was uh, written by a PhD psychologist named Susan Krauss Whitborn and it's it's very uh, very revealing, particularly in the subject matter in the social media world in which you and I swim. So, disparagement humor is often described, particularly in this article, as belittling, humiliating, and victimizing individuals. Uh, and even some of it may be uh, so subtle that you don't know. So, I'm adver- advertisers, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, something comes out and they're explaining it to someone, and the commercial and the other person. Perhaps doesn't, isn't aware of this particular trend. And then a person would say, What happens? Are you living under a rock? Where have you been? What are you
1: missing out on? I believe they call that FOMO.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, or if someone, I have a, I deal with a lot of people, obviously, and I have a friend who uh, one of his favorite comebacks is, let's say you make a statement that he finds uh, ludicrous or ridiculous, he'll say, are you high? mm mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's a reaction, or, or trying to get a reaction, but it's doing it by pulling at some negative heartstrings, I guess?
0: Yes. So, naturally, in our world, we have descriptive terms mm-hmm. for every type of person and every type of personality. And the first one, when we were just talking about, Mike, is catagelastism. Cattle gelastism is a personality type that enjoys laughing at others Mm -hmm. and enjoys being critical, enjoys being pointing out personal defects. Okay. So, what type of a person do you think that is, Mike? What type of a person uses that type of humor? Uses cruel
1: humor. Yeah. Usually, if somebody is kind of trying to discredit others, they're kind of covering for their own perceived failings, uh, and most of the time from what I understand.
0: Sure. What they're trying to do is gain their own self esteem by the disparagement and the discounting of others. Usually it was because when they were young, those things, those things, those things happened to them also. Mm -hmm. And in rather than change their way in treating people uh, like they, people would want to be treated in order to regain their own self confidence and self-esteem they feel that they need to place themselves others above others by pointing out other people's defects.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's unfortunately knocking other people down to, to raise themselves up.
0: Yes, yes. So, and conversely, there are also individuals' personality types who have a fear of being laughed at and they're usually avoidant placing themselves in positions, letting other people make choices, uh, being a real follower, and that particular type is known as gelatophobia. But just having terrible being fun of. And usually, these are the type of people who were targeted by bullies when they were young. Mm-hmm. Okay, So rather than develop some type of a defense mechanism, or a way to deal with that situation,
1: they become very avoidant.
0: Okay. Have you ever met anybody like that in your life that's very meek and mild? and
1: uh, the, the, the kinds that like to avoid confrontation, perhaps, yes. or, or just I, want everybody to get along and just don't want to get in the middle of things?
0: Well, not many people seek out confrontation. However, these people live their life trying to avoid it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like at all costs and all situations, Correct.
0: Yes, it's somebody that let's say at a grocery store counter, and you're shortchanged a dollar. They don't give you the right change, and you don't say anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever met anybody like that? Say, well, it's okay. It's it's no problem. They they say that. Okay, I
1: think this is me. <laughs> I think I've I've done this, Jim, several times. Like, listen, this isn't enough for me to fuss about. Uh-huh. You know, I and and I feel like I'm making a choice. By not doing that, you know, I'm also the person that stormed into Wendy's missing my fries. And I'm pretty sure forgetting I'm six foot four, um, scared the tiny girl behind the counter. Uh, so, so I mean, but that's so, so, so like, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I've leaned towards the, this way though.
0: (laughs) So Mike, what also we look at is like you and I quite often talk about intention, uh, when we're shortchanged and we're thinking to ourselves is it my intention to be upset or angry about this? Is this really worth my time? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So then then you can easily walk away from a situation like that. But if you walk away from that situation and engage in what we talk about earlier on a few podcasts as Walter mitty type of fantasies, thinking how we should have handled that situation, mm-hmm. and then in our own mind become hypercritical of ourselves for being a coward.
1: I want to roll back a second. You sure. mentioned a name there, and it, maybe not everybody knows that reference. Um, um, Walter, what was his name again? Mitty. Walter Mitty. That was the that was was that the Ben Stiller movie. Correct? That was a Ben Stiller movie. And what was the issue with that? From back? I'm not sure if a lot of people might have seen that one. Well,
0: it was a rather famous short story written by a fellow by the name of James Thurber about this mild mannered individual who, when encountering situations, let's say, uh, someone tries to Someone barges in front of him on a bus or barges into a line and knocks a younger or older female out of the line. And actually, Walter Mitty would have just sat back and watched it, okay? Mm -hmm. But in his mind after that, he would have replayed situations and scenarios over and over again where he would have been the hero.
1: Oh, this is the—I should have said this. I should have done this situation. That pops in our head often. Or maybe that's me. I think we're still talking about me. Uh, So—
0: and these are these are the fantasy type of things. Well, here's how many times did some have somebody pointed out a situation to you, and you said to them, "Well, here's what I would have done."
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
0: no, you wouldn't have done no such thing.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Okay, those are those are Walter Medighus type of fantasies.
1: Okay, okay. By the way, a fantastic movie fantastic movie very whimsical a lot of uh, fantasy about it I believe yes so, yes yes yeah, it's it, been a while but yeah, well, it
0: shows a uh, shows the imagination and creativity mm-hmm. of people okay so and quite often on this show particularly when we're talking about uh, the 12-step world about one of the purposes of working 12-step recovery is a deflation of the ego and being able to deal with life situations on life's terms There's a particular type of uh, personality type, and that's called gelatophiles. Uh, Those are people who actually enjoy being uh, maybe the butt of not-too-cruel jokes and having things pointed out about them, where they can laugh, or maybe good-naturedly throw it right back at the other person.
1: Mm, Okay. They're a little more uh, proactive? Yes. Okay.
0: They're a a person who... uh, have high emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and high emotional sobriety where that person, the other person would have came up to you and said, uh, Hey, uh, you must be doing well. You put on quite a few pounds and, uh, you could turn back, you could laugh out loud and say, yeah, life is good.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And isn't that what happens? Cause you get the one type that maybe just doesn't, isn't compatible with the other type. You know, your, your person could have been this type putting that comment out there and thinking nothing of it where it turns out it's a different weight. It scales differently for that other person.
0: So that person is so confident about themselves that Mm -hmm. the confidence that they have in themselves that they can say, okay,
1: I don't understand how you took this in such a way because I wouldn't take it in such a way. Right?
0: Yes. And they, they're okay with being made fun of because they understand that when people are poking, Uh, fun at them then they actually have done something that the other people want to poke fun at they they find Mm -hmm. them they the other person may find them that they need to put them down and the other person understands why they're doing it Mm -hmm. to make themselves feel better okay so and again we go back to our stoic friend Marcus Aurelius who said uh, don't let the foul deeds of others stain our clothing so how long when when are when our character is attacked, Mike, when people uh insinuate or say things about you that are not true. Uh how does it make people feel?
1: I think it's a sense of betrayal to a certain point because like it's like it and also depending on probably where you land in this spectrum here that we're discussing, uh you know, feel like you start questioning. I'm like, "Oh no, wait, Am I that guy? Am yeah. I that person? Am I that woman? You know what? You know it. It, it starts, or you just say, F it, I don't care." If you're and on then, the other end of the spectrum, right? Well, <laughs>
0: and then and then self doubt starts to creep in. Right.
1: Like, right. Right.
0: Am I really that way? Maybe I
1: did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I that wrong? Does anyone? Then you you can really go down the rabbit hole and start to think: Do I ever do anything right? Right. Does anyone like me? Do I have any friends? But then we want to stop ourselves and say, "Okay, let's check the facts. What do I know for sure? What's right in front of me? So we talk about triggers quite often on this show. And we want to be around people who challenge us in a good way, people we want to look forward to seeing. People who look forward to seeing us. Just that right vibe. And we want to avoid people who, what I call, are emotionally needy or time thieves
1: uh-huh.
0: or emotional vampires or just cruel and nasty people. Mike, there are people who don't like us.
1: What? You don't say?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, us here on Fishing Without Bait that just talk about being nice to everybody? I'm sure. Huh. Huh. Mike, huh. as, as
0: one of the stoic philosophies is that as many people as there are on the planet, and there are nearly 8 billion today, not everyone is going to like us.
1: Right, right.
0: There are people who are going to applaud when we fall and skin our knees. Mm-hmm. So here's the issue. How can we avoid being concerned about that ultra-microscopic minority of people who just don't like us and focus on... The people that do like us and encourage and support us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, when we feel that way, when we're feeling that situation in the twelve-step world, Bill Wilson discovered on his first visit, on his third visit to Towns Hospital, where he had his, his recovery experience. There's nothing which will take a person out of themselves more than by working with someone else so usually when we get hurt our feelings get hurt uh we start to have self doubts. generally we start to isolate and we sit in our little corner or we sit in our chair or sit at home or in the car and kind of get into this uh self-analyzation routine where the best way to get out of that is seek out somebody that could use your help
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. to call somebody up and say hey uh I was thinking about you today. What's going on with your world? Thinking about helping, maybe making a donation, however small or whatever, to to a food bank or whatever to get out of yourself and by working with another rather than sitting and ruminating and letting the mold grow inside it's your kind of the the, refrigerator.
1: Uh, the, it's kind of the idle hands a little bit, right? Yes. Even if you're doing something good with it, then the only good can come of that.
0: That's correct. Mm-hmm. So it, you've heard the phrase, and we've used this before, if you have a choice between being right or being kind, if you choose kind, you'll be right every time. So what? That's often when I suggest to people when they're feeling bad, somebody's made fun of them at school, or they're being bullied at work, uh, things like that. I often suggest to them, and this sounds contrary to reason, is to get out and start to get out into the world and start doing good for other people. There's no better way for you to feel better about yourself than extending yourself and working with others. Mm -hmm. So that's really my suggestion when Uncle Joe uh, points out how big your feet are every time you see him at a family picnic. Yep. Okay. Or you still have those big ears, (laughs) Uh, comments like that. If that really starts to bother you, you could either point that out Mm-hmm. and say, that hurts my feelings. Or you could go and work with someone else. Go do a, do, a, do a kindness for another. Yes. The best way to change the world, Mike, is to do a kindness for the next person who comes to you in need, to listen to that next person who comes to you in need. That That's what's important. That is what's important. So that's my suggestion to everyone out there. When you're feeling, your feelings have been hurt, your ego has been diminished, you're having self-doubts, you're questioning yourself, my thoughts are, as in 12-step book says, resolutely turn our thoughts to how we can help another. Turn, shift that mind. The more we focus on the problem, the problem increases. The more we focus on the solution, the solution increases. And that's our thoughts for today. And at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another.